Hey, you're on with Sarah, Jane, Talia. Thank you for tuning into Convo Quattro. Today we are going to be talking about the Syrian, the recent U.S. airstrikes on Syria. Yes, and why um, or why the U.S. chose to initiate these attacks? What was the motive behind it? And what's the debate going on about it concerning if it was legitimate or justifiable? I know there's so much confusion with this and the reasons behind it, the motives that are so Mm -hmm. unclear. Yeah, so the Syrian civil war has been going on for so long and that's still not even the beginning of the history um, that led to this. It's been, you know, just decades of conflict and a lot of tension um, that brought us to where we are now. But we are just going to be analyzing if the recent actions by the U.S., to attack the chemical weapon sites in Syria were accurate actions to be made right now and if they were even legitimate, if they were even legal. So so Syria used chemical weapons on their own people? Allegedly? So, yeah, supposedly they did. Do we have any idea why Syria did this? I don't think it's like Syria as a whole sovereign entity decided to do this. I think it's just part of the ongoing uh, civil war between, um, like, by Assad on yeah, certain the, minorities, mm-hmm. either and the ethnic rebel or, groups. Yeah, yeah, because there's just a lot of yeah, like ethnic and religious conflict that was already there, and a lot of the conflict that began the civil war was in fact initiated by the U.S. But it got to this point where it's also become a disagreement between the U.S. France and Britain and then Russia, Syria, and just other groups and entities, um, everyone's disagreeing. But the central issue is that this is a Syrian civil war. It's not a war between Syria and other countries, but there are Western powers that are getting involved. And we are looking at it and saying, why is this something that we think that we can get involved in? Is it safe for us to get involved in it? Like, Is that for the betterment of Syria and for people living there, or is it for our own doing, our own good. Yeah, so what made us suddenly decide to drop millions of dollars on uh, Syria? Um, I think that's something what a lot of people are wondering about, like why now? But the justification is that Nikki Haley said it at UN conference that supposedly Syria had been using, uh, had used chemical weapons several times, like over 50 times, so she said, and that the UN had decided years prior that when a group um, employs um, chemical weapons against people, then that's something for people for other governments to get involved in. But people are debating the truth to the chemical weapons in Syria and if they're being used, especially since we supposedly had destroyed all the ones that <clears throat> were revealed to us even though they were suspicious that they had kept some. Well, I do believe not all of the chemical weapons were destroyed mm-hmm. as a sake of um, protecting civilians mm-hmm. that are in Russia um, from the possible repercussions of destroying those nuclear weapons and mm-hmm. then possibly exploding, which would result in yeah. even further conflicts. And that is the other thing that the agreement to reveal them and destroy them was an agreement be- wasn't between U.S. and Syria, it's between U.S. and Russia. And Russia is just a sort of an ally with Syria. They're supporting the Assad regime. 
But the problem is that the Western powers are overlooking Syria in this way and kind of treating it like they're not their own sovereign nation, just as the U.S. and Russia and other countries are. Yeah, and also um, the U.S. hasn't really defined what uh, sort of chemical weapons they are talking about in regards to what like, the Assad regime is using against Syrian civilians because there are reports at least chlorine is being used, but that's pretty much all the information we get. And obviously chlorine is something that's easily accessible. Chlorine. And it's also, a wep- like, it's also a chemical that doesn't just have, it won't just only be used for weapons all the time. It has other industrial uses. So that being the main reason for attack isn't necessarily justifiable. Right, and why chemical weapons specifically? Because after this, after we have, you know, dropped our missiles meant to prevent chemical weapon warfare, okay, great, we're stopping chemical weapon warfare, but there's still other warfare going on Mm -hmm. using conventional weapons that we're not really doing anything about. So why chemical weapons specifically? Yeah, it seems that um, Western powers like to pick and choose what's okay, when it's okay. So people can die from shooting or bombings, but for chemical warfare, you know, there's an issue, and maybe that stems back to our history of chemical weapons, and like in um, the world wars when they were introduced, and it had just such a mass effect that was so different from just the guns that we already had. And there's also other technology that was introduced, so maybe it has something to do with, you know, our point of view on it in our history. Mm-hmm. But, you know, can always, it's not always safe to apply, you know, your personal experience in, that, in, this, in this kind of area that's so serious to any other situation. I know that kind of brings up their credibility or their um, their privilege to be able to carry out these attacks because the UN Security Council didn't authorize mm-hmm. the bomb, them putting these chemical weapons into Syria, right? Yeah, it was definitely um, on the in the public point of view, it seems like it was a very like hasty decision. It just happened. We had heard talks about it, but it was such casual discussion. Just like, okay, you know, we're going to go to war with this, you know, we're going to go to war with North Korea, we're going to go to war with whoever. Like, it's very just casual. casual. And so when it happens, you know, or when it's they, when Trump said that they would go through with it, maybe most people were kind of looking at it like, oh, he can't even do that, he's not going to. And then it happened, and now everyone's like, well, you know, couldn't have stopped it from happening, but can we? Can he be held accountable for? Like, was it justified? Is that okay? Or was there a legal basis behind it happening? Didn't they pass a law ending up making it quote unquote mm. legal a few days later? Yeah, and that's the other thing that is concerning, just because obviously, if you pass a law after the fact, it's not making you know previous action suddenly legal. But I think it it was just used as a foundation for justifying it, whether legal or not. It's just kind of a just a just having for them some kind of evidence of like, okay, this is why it was okay, you know, leave it alone, we did the right thing type of situation. Um, they were saying that they had been talking about it, about changing the previous laws that involved Afghanistan and Iraq and applying updating them. 
um, for the situation, for this, the Syrian civil war. But the law has, was proposed but not passed. And so even if it does go through, we still stand in this position like, okay, is it about nation states and that you're able to take military action on nation states or is it just groups? And, this is, and so does that mean Syria falls into that category or not? Or would the rebel groups fall into that category? Or is it an exception because it's chemical warfare? I think our decision to use chemical or to try to prevent chemical warfare is less in the best interest of the Syrian people being affected by those weapons, but more in our own sort of like paranoid, you know, idea of if they can develop this technology and use it effectively, then they'll use it on us. So it's not like we're trying to be the quote good dudes here. We just don't want those things to be used against us. Even so, that puts us at at a risk also since we decided to go forth with this action and in the claim of punishing them, so to say, for what they did to their own people, which has now upset Russia and can possibly inflict future attacks by Syria or by the um, possible Islamic State. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I know that's a very yeah, broad assumption. Yeah, but it's definitely, there's so many factors. And that was like, there's another problem that people who are making decisions may not necessarily be taking into consideration all the factors. They may be looking at it as, okay, this is who's in power. This is who we don't want in power. This is what's going on. We don't want that going on anymore. Like, has our intervention in the Middle East ever worked out? Has, for it, has it ever been like, um, a legit question? Not yet, but we're, uh, what, seven, ten years still going? So, um, <laughs> no, there's hope. Stay tuned. There's over 20 years. We're really going back to the Yeah, 90s. like, <laughs> it's definitely something that, for one, we definitely got ourselves into it, and we continue going in with the expectation of fixing it like okay america's here you know everything's chill now but really like there's there's so many other factors so many other situations and conflicts and disagreements going on that are more than just political and they they date back so much further than you know what we're used to when it comes to you know the history of the middle east like, it's not something comparable to, you know, what the U.S. is used to when it comes to solving um, their own inner conflict. And just with the many, when it, when it comes to religious um, disagreements or just religious differences, it's definitely something that um, touches home in the Middle East for a lot of people. And it's not always a political or military answer to those situations when that is the case. So apparently after these airstrikes, uh, nothing really happened. Like the dynamics of the war haven't really changed. And uh, news has come out that we did not really have much of an impact on their chemical weapon, you know, factories or whatever they have going on. Um, So what can we like really expect to happen from this, either with our relations to, you know, Syria or our relations to Russia mm-hmm. and Iran? I think, well, first, like people, there have been reports that there's a possibility we, you know, sent missiles to places that didn't even have chemical weapons. Um, and so there's just a lot of, I think there's just a lot of confusion, but it was just a decision that like, definitely is going to have consequences whether we had an impact or not just the fact that we chose to do it 
And so if you're looking into like the what if, so let's say what if we somehow when we you know do these airstrikes, it led to a ending of uh, the Assad regime, which is what we've been wanting the entire time. This isn't our this specific specific strike wasn't you know in a point of view necessarily for the purpose of toppling the regime, but for the purpose of getting rid of chemical weapons. But if you know, there was a replacement of Assad and it was more democratic, we would be in favor of it. But the question is, is there someone that would replace it? Because in a lot of other situations in the Middle East, when we got involved, we said, okay, well, here's someone, you know, we helped get rid of this dictator, we helped get rid of this person, because we have someone better for you, and there was someone better in our terms of, you know, what's a good political or what's a good institution for people but even then that hasn't worked out Mm -hmm. in most of the situations i believe there might be one or two exceptions where whatever democratic leader we like stick in there you know might have worked out but um there's just been so much intervention in this mm -hmm. country that it is it's just in shambles like they can't even get themselves back together because we're so involved in it and it has been pushed to rely on so many other countries now and being close allies with Russia and then being um, at war at us and then being at war within itself. It's so much in shambles that you can't even find a beginning place for it to be able to either lean towards more of a democracy or it going towards another form of government. All right, so overall, like, was, was it worth it? Like, were these airstrikes... Did it really do anything? In my opinion, no. I think it was a waste of it was a waste of money for the U.S., France, and the U.K. And then I believe it created about four hundred billion dollars worth of destruction and or damage in Syria, which now the regime doesn't plan to rebuild or put any of their efforts toward rebuilding that, which then says that the refugees who are seeking asylum in other countries won't be able to come back to their homeland. Mm -hmm. And it has created um, more damage. And now we're in this quiet period of, is there going to be any repercussions of Mm -hmm. the attack that we have? Yeah. And I think really the, I don't think that necessarily worth it. I think the primary motivation um, underneath what was being said about why they did it was mostly just because since it was stated, okay, chemical warfare, you get involved in it, you know, we're going to intervene, or if you employ, we're going to intervene. And so the West trying to, you know, promote democracy, promote peace, and they want to be against anything that is kind of doing the opposite, then they said, okay, well, you know, we have a responsibility to attack in this situation and they want to prove that, that they are taking that responsibility, not for the sake of protecting people per se, because obviously missiles are also going to um, have an impact on the amount of people that end up dying, whether they die directly from the missiles, which they said that there weren't deaths from it, supposedly, but there's always, you know, you know, using military action is just going to um, result in reciprocated military action. And so I think it's mostly just a decision based on trying to uphold their values and not to be, you know, the weak ones that stand by if there was chemical weapons weapons involved. 
Right, so it's more to assert our power, like, mm-hmm. we can do this if we want to, rather than we actually care about the yeah. people. The U.S. is just trying to show that their mil- military can mm-hmm. do whatever they like in Syria. Exactly. I think that's a pattern that we see very often, just oh, it it everywhere. Is. <laughs> Not even Millie's. I think Millie's been the prime example over the past decade or two, but it's definitely been, you know, it's been our go-to for a little bit. Um, and, of course... Like, it always can be related back to the current administration, Mm -hmm. but we still have that just kind of nationalistic support in our country that's like our military, you know, they do for us, they protect and everything. We can employ them and, you know, depend on them. And we always have this. Our nationalism kind of gets, you know, makes us oversee other people's possible nationalism. Like in Syria, they may have their own nationalism. So, like, we tend to value ourselves and other Western powers over you know the situations of other countries because ours is supposed to be the um just supposed to be like the ultimate you know goal as like our way of life or our institution yeah i've definitely noticed that under the trump administration trump tends to turn everything Mm -hmm. into an unnecessary like pissing (laughs) contest but like oh we have the best military the best weapons and needs to prove that even Mm -hmm. though it does not really need to be proven. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we can agree that we definitely it's hard to tell where things go because we've kind of made our move and it depends on, okay, what move may someone else make? But um, it's also like, do we need to keep trying to be involved or do we get us, did we cross the line to where now we have no choice? It like actually not a, not a choice because... You know, we've upset people, other things are going to happen. It's going to turn in more than just a civil war oh, yeah, or an internal conflict. So did we, you know, just throw ourselves down this hole? Um, it's a lot of just, yeah. you know, it's very vague. And it's kind of something where you're trying to see where it go out. People try to, you know, make predictions. But I think it's definitely, I don't know, it can get really iffy, especially since in two years we'll have a re-election so that could change everything too and two years is definitely enough time for something else to come up so i guess we'll just have to see which way the wind starts to blow Mm -hmm. either way it's not gonna be good (laughs) that's just what i think (laughs) yeah just warned it it's not always gonna turn out very good especially with chemical weapons exactly yeah and (laughs) just trump in charge (laughs) divisive All right. Well, I think that's all we have. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, it's our last podcast. So Mm -hmm. thanks to you guys for listening. We tried to cover all the bases in different regions um, and close it up with Middle East. And I think that's all you've been hearing from us. All right. All right. Peace out. Okay, bye.